This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Now, from BetQL, it's time for the Daily Tip with Michael Jenkins. Dang it, he's talented. And let's be honest, I go for ambition, not luck. And Chelsea Messenger. Don't kill the messenger, or the messenger will kill you. Hey, Dad, don't forget about me, the dunkster. Presented by BetMGM. And we are off on our three of the daily tip from BetQL presented by BetMGM. Great to have you with us on a Tuesday morning. I'm Michael Jenkins live in D.C. She is Chelsea Messenger live in Nashville. Coming up in the final hour, we continue to talk things through and come up with the bets we like for Super Wild Card Weekend in the National Football League. And we are just getting started because at 820, we'll find out what BetQL's PJ Glasser thinks about the card as well. Then at 845, we've got to get his mind out of the gutter. It is the Donkster, along with our best bets. Chelsea, I was going to ask you a question, but you are so focused right now. What am I missing? Are you handicapping as we speak? Well, I'm looking at some college basketball games, of course. Um, Okay. And it's scaring me because the worst is when you spend a lot of time handicapping a game and then you see a red flag that you can't ignore. And you're like, okay, so all of the time that I spent handicapping said game is just now a waste. (laughs) But, like, you got to leave it behind. You can't just play a game because you spent a lot of time handicapping it. So now I'm starting from scratch because I found a red flag that I can't ignore and we're not going to be one of those girls that's just like, oh, it's fine. I'm sure it will correct itself over the course of this relationship. No, it won't. So we're, you know, starting (laughs) from scratch when it comes to our college basketball game of the day. I have this new phrase I use and it's sort of funny, I guess. I use it around Catherine all the time because we were watching law and order the other day i've kind of getting i've kind of gotten her to come around a little bit because in the afternoons when she's working from home like yesterday she stayed at home because she's been really sick and i'm fighting it off and so we were sitting there on the couch and i was like well we've got the afternoon together what do you want to watch we can put on netflix max whatever and she goes eh let's just watch law and order i'm like really you're always making fun of me for watching that she's like yeah no but i'm kind of you know you just put on whatever, not really think about it. It's pretty good. I was like, okay. So there, there was this two-part episode, and this guy was acting very mm, high and mighty, and oh, how could I ever commit a crime? And they were questioning him. And he's like, well, I would never do such a thing. I, I don't know what you're talking about. And then the way you start accusing him of a crime or sort of getting into the nuts and bolts of why he might be guilty, he goes, well... 
Now that the tenor of this conversation has changed, I'd like a lawyer. And so whenever I see a bet or some sort of statistic that makes me go against what I thought, or Catherine says something that I pretend not to like, I'll just say, well, now that the tenor of this conversation has changed, I think I'll excuse myself. So that's what I'm going to do with my bets. You know, well, I like this, I like this. Oh, well, now that the tenor here has changed, I'll, I'll move on in a different direction. And I feel like that's what you're doing. You're moving on because the tenor of your handicap has changed. Was this guy alive during the era of Sherlock Holmes? Why does he talk? It was like so that? dumb. It was really weird. It was it was a two part. It was very good, but he actually ended up. He was like cross dressing, but killing people and using oh. wigs to hide his identity. But he was an actual coroner, a very well to do, very well respected coroner, which sort of added to his his personality and how would he ever do such a thing, which also made him a good murderer. So I don't know. That's just something I <laughs> sounds about right. I need I need for to get away from order. the TV, clearly. Yeah, I need to get away from the TV. I've seen like every episode ever. So yeah, but I Jinx, gotta do that. Mm. I've seen a promo for new episodes of Law yeah. and Order. I don't know what I was watching. I think it was Sunday night football, because isn't it on NBC? And I saw oh, the yeah. promo. And I was like, back. whoa, new episodes. So you've got to be tuning into this, right? Oh, yeah. They're getting the band back together. Law & Order just won't die. Just will not. I used to watch Law & Order when I was just getting out of college back in the day. I mean, it's been around for, and of course, they have special victims unit. They have the regular Law & Order. They have criminal intent. I think another one for a while. It kind of got shut down. So there's just a billion of them. So, and you can get caught up pretty easily. I like stuff like that where you can put it on and you you have to follow it, but you don't have to tune in for like every single second. You can go to the kitchen, make yourself something and then come back and be like, oh yeah, oh, okay. That's the guy on trial. And let me, let me pop in here. I like stuff like that in the afternoon where I can enjoy something, but I don't have to sit down and just be honed in for like two hours. So what's the best variety? What is the best version of Law & Order? I think SVU, SVU is the only one yes. that I've seen. But what are the yeah. other ones? Like I saw it flash across the screen, Organized Crime Edition or There's something. One. I was like, eh, yeah. seems eh. complicated. SVU is the GOAT. Mariska Hardigay has been doing it forever. And they're bringing my girl Kelly Giddish back, so I'm excited about that. Is that the blonde one? There was a, Yeah. She left because I think she got pregnant in real life and then wanted to get away from the show and immediately decided she shouldn't have done that. So now she's coming back. They're working her character back in. And there was a public outcry when she left. And she and Mariska Hardigay are very close friends. So they did a TikTok or an Instagram reel announcing her return. How do I know this much about Law & Order? For the love of God. Probably because it pops up on my feed all the time, just like your freaking acid-free coffee or whatever it is that I get a billion ads <laughs> for each and every single day. They never go away. I need to block that ad. Don't blame me, but Jenks, it sounds like <laughs> you and Taylor Swift have a lot oh, in common. Because isn't she yeah. a mega fan of Law & Order? She is. Didn't she name one of her cats after, okay, Mariska Hargitay's Olivia Benson. Character. Yeah. So yeah. you and Taylor Swift could be best buds. Uh, Taylor Swift would love me. Let me tell you, I'd get in good with her. I'd sit down with her. I'd start talking some SVU. 
Everyone would not want to know about the Eras tour, her latest album, blah, blah, blah. And I'd cut right through their crap and say, hey, are you excited about the new season of Law & Order? Oh, and her eyes would light up. I'm telling you, that's 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 the way to her heart. She named her cat after Olivia Benson's character, or Marissa Hardigay's character. Character, for God's sakes. Well, also, then she would do a quick search of your Instagram reels. And I feel like yes. that friendship would disintegrate pretty quickly. Because, Jenks, y- yes. you have said some things that maybe Taylor Swift would not appreciate. <laughs> that's true. What would happen is, is that I would sit down, I would start talking Law & Order SVU, and then I'd get up, I'd go to the bathroom, and she'd do a quick search and be like, screw this guy. And I'd walk out of the bathroom and whew, she'd be gone. That's exactly how that would go down. <laughs> the next episode of Law & Order SVU, yeah. they would have Baylor Mift, a pop superstar who kills a fan after seeing an Insta- <laughs> Instagram <laughs> reel. <laughs> Exactly um, right. But I don't know. Uh, clearly, she's a super fan. And I don't know. I don't dislike her. I think we need to set the record straight. It just, I think we're both kind of on the the plane where we just don't want to hear about her every waking minute of the day. Huh. Did you hear what J.J. Watt said about overexposure? I thought it was a really poignant segment, which, you know, you contrast with the segments that we see from Aaron Rodgers on Pat McAfee. Yeah. J.J. Watts ha- actually had some really good segments because he was talking about the era where mm-hmm. everybody had him in commercials. And the thing uh-huh. is, they film these before the season starts. So people don't realize that you already have 10 commercials mm-hmm. that are, you know, in the queue. And then the season starts and people are like, oh, my God, him again. So he was talking, you know, about Travis Kelsey because – what do we see the most of Travis Kelsey and how he had to like really look within himself and humble himself and say, okay, people don't love this. I've got to maybe lean into it a little Mm -hmm. bit. Yeah. Well, and I I agree. And also it's not specific to Taylor Swift. I have nothing against Taylor Swift. I never said anything bad personally about her. And, but with anyone, whether it's in music, whether it's athletics, if I see the state farm guy, one more weekend. Yeah. If I see flow from progressive one more time, if I see who's the Limu Emu dude, like all these people, I'm like, oh my God, they're everywhere. So it's nothing personal. It's just that, okay, take a break, which is why you see, particularly in music, you'll see artists just, just disappear for a couple of years. And then all of a sudden they come out with new material and you forget, whoa. I haven't seen them in a while, and then it generates a lot more interest because they've been out of the public consciousness for a while. So I think it's just right along those same lines. Kind of like Joe Flacco. He kind of disappeared for a while. Oh, good transition. He's back with a vengeance. He just released a new album, and it's called The Browns Are in the Playoffs. Are you buying this album? (laughs) Well, I'm buying his follow-up called Always Elite. That's what I'm buying. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Never went away. Never went away. He's always been elite. I love Joe Flacco. The Browns are laying two and a half points. The Browns are minus 145 on the money line. The Texans are plus 120. The total is 44. I'm laying it with the Browns. You know what? I think I'll just take the Browns on the money line. When it's a line this short in the playoffs, I'll just take the money line at minus 145. I think Cleveland can attack the Texans' secondary. And as good as C.J. Stroud has been, and he has been brilliant this season, you know the Carolina Panthers are kicking themselves right now. 
Like, oh my God. Maybe Bryce Young could put it together. But you know they're looking towards Houston and saying, why? Why? They have C.J. Stroud. But the moment will not be too big for Joe Flacco. He's a former Super Bowl MVP. Browns are a pass-first team. They can attack the Houston secondary. Really, that's that's the key matchup here for me, is that Joe Flacco being able to have success against the Texans and having that playoff experience, which absolutely matters. I don't care how you how good you are as a rookie. And look, C.J. Stroud may come out and ball out. Who knows? But certainly, if you're talking about experience and someone who will come into this game and not be shaken at all by the spotlight, that advantage has to go to Joe Flacco, and that's why I like Cleveland. Oh, for sure. That's the matchup that everybody's pointing at and saying, okay, Joe Flacco and C.J. Stroud. Maybe Joe Flacco doesn't have the high-end potential anymore that C.J. Stroud has, but it's not an apples-to-apples comparison because C.J. Yeah. Stroud gets the much tougher matchup going into Cleveland Browns secondary that is allowed the second-fewest passing yards to opposing quarterbacks. Then Joe Flacco gets a Texan secondary that's giving up the eighth-most passing yards. So it's not the same matchup, and the Browns are just one of those teams that we see this every year, it feels like, and every postseason doesn't matter the sport one team yeah. gets scorching hot down the stretch builds some momentum and then what do you know it's a team that stumbles its way into the super bowl or the championship game of whatever sport you're talking about i think the browns really fit that mold of the team that's gotten the momentum down the stretch uh, and a lot of it has to do with joe flacco i think this is probably my favorite bet of the weekend the browns laying two and a half against the texans Let's do yeah. power rankings of our favorite bets because I think we're on the same side oh, in a lot of these. Okay. So I'm going to go yeah. Browns minus two and a half. That's number one in the power rankings of bets for wild, super wild card weekend. Next, I'm going to go Rams <sighs> plus three at the Lions. That's number two in the power rankings. Number three, this is where it gets dicey. I'm going to go mm-hmm. Chiefs length three and a half at home against the Dolphins. The Dolphins have been god awful against playoff teams. They have one win against a playoff team with a point differential of negative 91. So I think the Chiefs Oof. can get it done at home, especially since we are expecting some really bad weather. I think the high is like nine degrees. Not great for a yeah. warm weather squad. Uh, then number four, we'll go Cowboys laying seven and a half at home. Just the angle here is they're playing at home. There's a reason this is number four all the way down that list. Then we'll go, hmm. Who should be second to last between the Steelers and the Bills and the Eagles Bucks? Who should I put? God. Who should I put as last? What is the least trustworthy game from a betting perspective this weekend? I oh, I think it's the I'm gonna oh God, I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm He's gonna say uh this man is sweating. <laughs> He's got the shingles all of a sudden. I I think the least trustworthy game for me is Eagles Bucks. Just because yeah. I can make a case for the Bills blowing out the Steelers, especially with TJ Watt out, especially with the Steelers having a hard time on offense. They don't move the ball against anyone. But Eagles Bucks is a real toss-up because on paper, of course, the Eagles are better. Imagine what this spread would be three, four weeks ago. And now you say Eagles laying two and a half? That seems easy. On the road against the Bucks, but the Eagles are playing such bad football right now. To me, that's a game where I don't want to touch that game at all. I have no idea what's going to happen. 
especially when conventional wisdom and all of the narratives are pointing towards fading the Eagles. Like the books see these same videos of the blowups on the sidelines as we do. So maybe it's a buy low spot on the Eagles. Baker Mayfield is banged up. Uh, I think you're right. That one's the least trustworthy of them all. I'm with you. That's one of those games. God, I was going to say, I'll just watch the Eagles and Bucks. In fact, I don't even want to watch the Eagles and Bucks. No, that doesn't sound (laughs) hard pass, hard pass. Coming up next, maybe PJ Glasser can bring some law and order to our weekend picks and leans. It is a daily tip from BetQL presented by BetMGM. Stay right there. Chelsea and Jenks will be right back on the daily tip presented by BetMGM on the BetQL network. Welcome back to the Daily Tip, presented by BetMGM. With Michael Jenkins and Chelsea Messenger on the BetQL Network. Welcome back to the show. The Daily Tip from BetQL, presented by BetMGM. I'm Michael Jenkins. She is Chelsea Messenger in moments. Find out if BetQL's PJ Glasser agrees or disagrees with our early NFL picks for the upcoming Super Wild card weekend. Chelsea, I'm so disappointed. Every time you could have said wild card weekend, you've worked in super wild card weekend. So I thought that was going to play to my advantage. It has not. So we'll get into pro football in a moment. I wanted to ask you, you asked me this at the top of the show. Are you depressed that college football is over? We're going to ask PJ about this and get his take on last night's Michigan victory. But I feel like you don't care. You're into college hoops right now. You're doing the mid-major thing. You got baseball coming up in a couple months. You got Jake feeding deer pumpkin pie from Costco. It's not even crossing your mind. Well, the other thing I've noticed is they've started playing the promos for the Masters. So, like, spring is definitely not right around the corner, but all these promos are making me think that. I'm like, oh, man, you're right. Spring's right around. No, it's January the 9th. Like, we still have a lot of winter left. Um, I am not sad that college football is over because I wasn't really a college for a uh, football betting person. And I know we do our college okay. football pick six, but it's not one of my strengths. And I think one of the most important traits you can have as a better is to be self-aware. I love college football. It's just not one of my strengths. So I am not going to drain my bankroll just because I like a sport. So I think that's just kind of the ticket for me. Also, I'm somebody who is a fan of whatever sport's going on. Like, I don't want to follow the offseason of these teams. Like, I want to follow the teams that I can bet on today. Oh, and speaking of golf, since you mentioned the Masters, did you hear that Tiger Woods is ending his relationship with Nike? We thought that might be the case a couple weeks ago because he was asked about it at a tournament, and he was like, no, I'm still under contract. I'm still wearing the gear. I'm still wearing the gear. And I thought, "Mm, that doesn't sound good. So now he's done. I can't wait to see who scoops Tiger up next because he said there is a next chapter coming. And I want to see Tiger sign with someone like Puma, L.A. Gear, Rude Dog, Von Dutch. I don't know. I want him just to go off the rails. You don't think he's going to start his own thing? Like similar to Jumpman. I feel like he will just go full steam into his own branding. Don't you feel like that makes the most sense? 
I mean, maybe. I'm, but I'm Jump not Man saying is like Jump Man. I'm saying similar to how Michael Jordan has Jumpman, which I understand is a subset of Nike, but it's very much right. Michael Jordan's personal brand. I feel like Tiger Woods is going to do something himself that even mm. if it's not tied to Nike, I don't see him signing with another company. I just think it's going to be his own entity. Uh, it could be. I mean, he's got the money to do it. He'll just add to his empire. Just something to watch because you always associate Tiger with Nike, and now it's Tiger and Foot Joy. Taylor May, but he says something is coming. So we'll keep that on the back burner as the Masters approaches here not too long from now. Time to fill out our NFL card with the host of Send It In. And now, the co-host of Sunday's Bets every Giving Sunday from 12 play. to 4 in the East. Fire to the end zone. Touchdown! Alabama wins! Props. Jackson takes it himself. Look at him. Turn back and forth. Oh! He broke his ankles. Now he's got an entourage. And he's got a touchdown. Parlays for today. Parlay. That's the one. Parlay. Parlay. It's PJ Glasser. He is also host to Send It In every weekday at 1 o'clock in the East. And even better, he is hosting You Better You Bet today and tomorrow with Ryan Horvat as well. Good morning, PJ. Before we get into the NFL and we can talk about the slate this weekend, I just wanted your take on Michigan and Washington last night, talking to you early in the week. I like Michigan, and I think you did too, and that game sort of played out the way we thought. Yeah, it certainly did, Jenks. I was I was happy, though, that just as a fan, Washington was able to make it a game because it looked like in the first mm-hmm. quarter we might have a Georgia TCU repeat. So that would... That, that was what honestly surprised me was the fact that Washington's run defense after the first quarter actually played really, really well. They gave their offense more than enough opportunity to try and come back and either tie that game or take the lead. But Michigan's defense is just, it's so tough. And we talked about it. I mean, the key to the game was going to be Washington's offensive line against Michigan's pass rush. And it was certainly better than Bama's was. But you can just tell the effect that they had on Penix, and he was just a little bit off. And it seemed like all night, the throws that he needed to make, the plays that he needed to connect on, that fourth down is the first one that comes to mind when he had a Dunze wide open. He just he never was able to make them. So I thought the winner of Michigan and Bama, I thought whoever came out of that game was going to win the title. I like Michigan. And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens with Harbaugh this offseason. But... He certainly got that program back to being one of the top-tier programs in college football, and if he comes back and if he signs a long extension, then Michigan's going to be one of those teams that you're going to have to throw out year after year as one of the uh, title favorites. Oh, for sure. When I watched Michael Penix Jr., it felt like the phrase that Sam Darnold said when he was playing for the Jets, that he was, quote, seeing ghosts. Even when he was not facing pressure, It felt like he was like seeing things come at him, and that's what good yeah. pressure can do to uh, quarterbacks when faced with that type of defense. Let's turn our attention towards Super Wild Card Weekend. And PJ, we know you're a Ravens fan, so I'm interested to hear your take on Browns Tech because the winner of that game, I believe, will go on to face the Ravens. So I would think that. I don't know who you'd want to face. Like, I don't think I would want to face the Browns, especially with Joe Flacco. But as a better, who do you like in this matchup? Browns or Texans? Browns land two and a half here. 
Yeah, so I do think they'll end up, the Ravens, Chelsea, will end up playing one of these two teams because if the Chiefs win, if the Bills win, the Ravens get the lowest remaining seed, which will be whoever wins Cleveland and Houston. I think it's going to be Cleveland. I think they're the better team. Look, if Joe Flacco keeps playing the way he's playing, guys, I mean, even throughout his entire career, like he was okay in the regular season with the Ravens, right? Like he wasn't anything special, but he, but he wasn't awful. As we know, Flacco's calling card was the postseason. And if he's got anything left and people think he's been playing good in the regular season, wait until playoff Flacco comes back. So I think he's going to play really well. Stroud's incredible, um, and he's had a great year for Houston. But I just think this is going to be one of those games where the Browns are winning the entire time. And like Houston's kind of keeping it close, but there's never really a threat for them to win. Kind of like that Houston and Indianapolis game that we saw last week. Like Houston was up early, Indy tied it, but you never got the sense that like Houston was really ever going to lose at, at any point. And I think that's the way this game is going to play out. We know the Browns defense is really, really good. These teams got a chance to see each other uh, about three weeks ago. So there is going to be some familiarity there. I do like the over, however, because even though that Browns defense is really good, uh, the home and road splits this season. They've just been given way more points on the road than they have been at home. So I think both offenses will be able to score. I also like the Browns uh, to win the game as well on the money line. I've just accepted that the Ravens are going to play Flacco. Like, that's just it's the way it is. It's the way it's probably meant to be. <laughs> so I, uh, I think Cleveland's going to win the game. We're talking with PJ Glasser. He is the host of Send It In every weekday at 1 o'clock in the East. And check him out as the co-host of You Better You Bet today with Ryan Horvat and tomorrow as well on a BetQL network. PJ, I'm just kind of bouncing around here, but I did want to get your take on the Eagles, who are laying two and a half points in Tampa Bay. Now, it's a Monday night game, but what is going on with the Eagles? Are they worth trusting at all? It seems like a bargain price, but you're talking about a team that has dropped back-to-back games against the Cardinals and Giants, truly limping into the postseason. I have no idea what to think about this matchup. I don't either, and this is actually another game I like the over because I I think the Mm. one thing that we can count on in this game is the Eagles' defense giving up points, and Baker Mayfield and the Bucs have been much better at home this season. Take all the Mike Evans props that you can find. He has been cooking at home this season, so I think he has a big game. I like the over 44. Like I could see a 24-21 game, right? And that gets us 45 points, so I think that total's a little bit low. As for the side, Jenks, I mean, you're right. Like, the way Philadelphia is playing, it's it's tough. Like, is Philly just going to completely push the reset button? And do they just treat the end of the regular season? We know that stretch that they went through where it was like five or six weeks where they were playing good team after good team after good team. I mean, they went 10-1, and one, guys, and they end up finishing the season with 11 wins. So they were one of the best teams in football to start the season. Obviously went through a complete downfall towards the end of the year. I would probably still lean towards Philadelphia just because of the playoff experience. And I do think that now that they've reached the postseason, there's like this, there's this flip, there's this mindset that changes. It's a new season. It's a different brand of football that you play. Teams are a lot more locked in. So I would take Philadelphia in the game. I don't love it, but I think the over is the way to go. I think both teams will be able to score in this game. All right, PJ, one of the things I feel like you are very good at is taking ugly underdogs when nobody wants to believe in them. 
So I'm looking at the Steelers and Bills game. The Bills are laying 10 points. Do I want to trust the Steelers offense? Not really. But it feels like the Bills have been so inconsistent, and they've played some close games against some really bad teams. So are you taking the bait here with the 10 points in the Steelers? I don't love it, Chelsea. If I had to play the game, I probably would just because we're getting a key number with 10 and we're getting a low total at 35 and a half. And look, Josh Allen's probably going to turn the ball over at least once, if not two times. Like we just, that, that's what he does, right? He throws an interception just about every game. So if you're a big favorite, the last thing you want to do is be turning the ball over and give e- extra possession to a team like the Steelers who... I mean, are, have been winning games with Mason Rudolph at quarterback, right? I mean, they're 3-0 and since he's taken over. I think they found something in the running game. And Mike Tomlin is just going to find a way to, to have this team playing competitive. Now, the T.J. Watt injury, I think, is a big, big deal in a game like this, right? His ability to get pressure on Josh Allen, I think, w- would be huge. But, uh, yeah, I think if you're making me pick the game, Chelsea, I, I would probably take the Steelers plus 10. It's probably the game I feel the least confident, I, I would say, about this weekend. We're talking with P.J. Glasser. Make sure you check him out as the host of Send It In each and every weekday at 1 o'clock. And for the next couple of days, co-hosting You Better You Bet with Ryan Horvat. Wanted to ask you about Cowboys and the Lions. So the Cowboys at home have been a monster this year. They're laying seven and a half, or I said Cowboys and Lions, sorry. Cowboys taking on the Packers, I should say. So it seems like a big number, and yet you look at how Dallas has played at home this season. They've been a juggernaut. So how do you handicap a game which seems like a big number to cover, but a team that looks much different at home? I'm going with the Cowboys team total over Jenks, 28 and a half. Okay. I don't want to trust Dallas in the playoffs laying a big number like this, but you talked about how great they've been at home this season and their offense. This is a great matchup for them. The Packers' pass defense has not been good here the second half of the season. So, you know, because it's Dallas in the playoffs, I think this game is going to come down to the red zone, right? And Green Bay will almost give up yards in the middle portion of the field, but once it gets down to the red zone, that's where their opportunities are, are going to come. If they're able to keep Dallas to field goals, they're going to have a chance. So I think the Cowboys are going to have plenty of opportunities to score in this game. I like that team total for them. I like Jordan Love overs in this game as well. I'd look at passing yards, passing completions. Um, you can run the ball on Dallas, and I think that is what Green Bay will try to do. But Jordan Love's playing really good football, and if Green Bay wants any chance of winning this game, then uh, he's going to have to play pretty well. So I do like Jordan Love to have a big game, but that Dallas team total over, that's how I'm uh, betting this game. PJ, can I ask you about college basketball real quick? Because sure. we were talking about this Texas A&M and Auburn game off air, and I just I have a real tough time putting my trust in this Texas A&M offense. But Texas A&M has had Auburn's number. 3-0 and straight up and against the spread in their last three meetings against Auburn. But when you see a team like Auburn that is firing on all cylinders, feels like they're scoring 90 points a night, I have trouble fading them as well. So you told me you already played Texas A&M. What's the justification behind the Aggies tonight? 
I just think it's too many points, Chelsea. You know, Auburn just beat Arkansas by 30 in Bud Walton Arena, and not many people do that to Arkansas and Fayetteville, and Texas A&M has been really struggling as of late. So I think this line should more so be like four and a half, five. Instead, it's all the way out to seven and a half. So I think you're getting a good number. And A&M is a team I was really high on in the preseason. They haven't had the season up to this point that I thought they would, but that's a really good veteran team who you mentioned They can beat Auburn. They know how to beat Auburn. And that's one of the few teams that has had success in Auburn Arena. So I like A&M plus the points. Check him out as host of Send It In every weekday at 1 o'clock in the East. And today and tomorrow hosting You Better You Bet with Ryan Horvath. It is our friend PJ Glasser. PJ, thank you, my friend. Thank you, guys. Coming up, we'll call it a two for Tuesday. Chelsea and I bring you our favorite bets of the day. It is next on the Daily Tip from MacQL presented by BetMGM. Chelsea and Jenks will be right back on the Daily Tip presented by Bet MGM on the BetQL Network. Let's get back to the Daily Tip with Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins presented by Bet MGM on the BetQL Network. Come on. All right, Double T, get a little break here. Boom. Yeah. It's Tuesday. Some people out there might say January is the worst month of the year. Maybe your co-host says that. I say it's the best month. Brand new start. You can't say that look with on a your face. face. January, no, the best month of the year. I know. I can't. What are you I was smoking? feeling the vibe. Well, that's a different conversation. What's Chelsea? the vibe of January? 37 and rainy? I guess. By the way, oh, it's going to be gross today. I got to go commanders after this, and I got to get out there and back because we're going to have a torrential downpour around 334 today. I got to get there and get back because the last thing I need is to get stuck in Ashburn, Virginia and not be able to get home and then pay an Uber. God knows how much money to get back. So I'm going to be on a roll. Boom. There and back. Done. Avoiding the rain. That's the plan for today. But what I was going to ask you was since it is, God, is it already January 9th? Cheese and rice. So. I don't know if you told me your New Year's resolutions. I feel like you're not a big New Year's resolution person. I can already tell. So my question is, is there something you wanted to accomplish in the new year and already you're like, nah, forget it? Uh, I definitely didn't make any. I didn't make any New Year's resolutions. There are things that I do on a daily basis. Like Mm -hmm. I've told you about this. This dates back, you know, several months ago where I have started making goals for the day where I'm like, okay, I am going to give myself three achievable goals for the day and I'm going to try to achieve them. It sounds really simple, but, you know, make the priorities of the day the priority. Because I feel like when you have a kid, it's very easy to get, uh, you know, lost track of time and be really unproductive. So usually it's something like, okay, I want to exercise today. I want to do two loads of laundry, which laundry is always a problem in our house. Uh, and I want to do something fun for my daughter. So that's yeah. the closest I can get you for New Year's resolutions, but not a big New Year's resolutions person. 
Well, that's all right. Well, I started my New Year's resolutions early, but this whole fighting off whatever it is that Catherine has, she has the flow. She doesn't have COVID, thank God. But I'm feeling a little bit better today, but that's sort of put a wrench in my get in better shape plans. I've been trying to work out a little bit, but it's hard when I'm just sitting on the couch and like, uh, I need to lay down. I mean, maybe I'll chug this Theraflu to get some extra energy here. Just now, I feel like I'm finally waking up and able to speak. And the show's almost over. So maybe for the next week or so, until I get back to 100%, maybe it's Red Bull time, which I don't want to go down that road again. Because God knows I got enough in my system. I got OJ, water, coffee, Diet Coke. Why not? What's a little Red Bull? A little sprinkle of Red Bull? It'll be fine. I just get it back to 100%, Chelsea, and I'm almost there. I just don't need this torrential downpour putting a damper on my day. Well, that means for me, I will be napping. Like when it's raining, oh, isn't it the perfect yeah. situation to take a nap? Like it sounds for like sure. you're busy today, so sucks to be you. Um, but I will be <laughs> laying in bed. And guess what? The kids are back in school. My daughter's Mother's Day art, uh, Mother's Day out finally started back. The first time since December 19th, mama oh. has a day off. So I will be enjoying Woo. that to the fullest. Tell me when you nap, and that way, when you think you're going to be peacefully sleeping, I'll just start blowing your texts up. Like, boom, what do you think about this play? What do you think about this play? Good luck on your play tonight. What's going on? Good show today. And you'll be like, who the hell is texting me the entire... It'll be me, just to disrupt you. That's why you put your phone on silence and do not disturb, <sighs> because mama's napping, and mama will not be disturbed. <laughs> Fair enough. It was worth a shot. I'm just trying to bring you down to my level. It's not going to work. Coming up next on BetQL Daily, Frank Schwab, you know him as NFL and sports betting analyst for Yahoo Sports, joins the show. If you missed our conversation about our early picks and leans for NFL Super Wild Card Weekend, download and subscribe to the Daily Tip wherever you get your pods and do us a solid. All right. Last night, together, we had a 3 0 night. Not so much for the doctor, he went 0 2, but let's keep the good times rolling. Time to place your bets. Chelsea, I don't believe it. I mean, you are going college basketball, and you have been a straight baller on these picks, but you're actually not going mid-major. Well, I don't always go mid-major. It's, you know, just whatever play I like the most. This one Mm -hmm. I don't feel great about. Um, so just know that going in, it has a surgeon general's warning attached to it. Cause it can be hard to back the Texas A&M offense. I'll be taking the Aggies getting seven and a half on the road at Auburn tonight. And sure you look at this Auburn team and boy, have they been a wagon so far looking like one of the best teams in the sec. But if there is a team that matches up really well against Auburn, it's Texas A&M. In fact, head coach Bruce Pearl said this before the game. He said, if there's one team in the SEC that plays this really tough, it's always Texas A&M. Texas A&M has won seven of the last eight meetings against Auburn. And I think it's because they're a tough team down low. In fact, you look at Texas A&M, they are the number one offensive rebounding team 
in the nation, according to the metrics over at Kim Palm. So maybe some of those second chance uh, points for Texas A&M matter here. And plus, you're getting seven and a half. This line opened at eight and a half. It is down to seven and a half. And I think that's because a lot of people are seeing this matchup between Auburn and Texas A&M as being a tight one. So maybe Texas A&M doesn't get the win, but I do think this game is maybe closer than this line suggests. So let's go Aggies getting seven and a half. Ugh, Texas A&M. I'm cheering for you, Chelsea, because you're my co-host. Are you? But, well, <laughs> well, try. I'm trying my best. Let's go to the NBA. Oh, yeah. Mr. Basketball. That's what they call me here on the show. I love me some NBA picks. Knicks minus 11 and a half hosting the Blazers. I am rolling with the Knicks. They made that trade with Toronto for OG Anunoby. They have been rolling ever since. Beat the T-Wolves by six. Crushed the Bulls by 16. Beat the Sixers by 36 on Saturday. They came here to D.C. and did what everyone does. Crushed the Wizards by 16. This is a great spot for them. Portland is on the road, having to come across the country. Now, they're 10-9 against the number. That's pretty good, but... The Knicks are one of the hottest teams in basketball right now by virtue of the way they're playing. And against teams with a winning percentage of 40 or less, which is what Portland is, the Knicks are 8-3 and three against the spread this season. We're already seeing this hit 12, 12 and a half in some spots. Let's get it now at 11 and a hook. Knicks laying the points at the Garden. Also should be noted, the Blazers haven't played at home since December 29th. It has been good. Uh, road good. warriors for the Blazers, and it hasn't been good. I think they've lost every single one of those games with the exception of the last one against the Nets. So I'd be with you on the Knicks. How about the third member of our Best Bets crew, the Magic 8-Ball? Let us gaze upon the glorious Magic 8-Ball. Shall it fade or tail these noble betters? <laughs> <sighs> All right, Abel, you know the deal. Do you like our picks today? We will ask you for your wisdom here. All right, Abel, I am on Texas A&M plus seven and a half on the road at Auburn. Abel, do we like it? Abel says, it is decidedly so. That's one for Ooh. one. Let's try to make it two for two. How about the Knicks laying 11 and a half at home against the Blazers? Uh, Eight Ball says, let's see. On, we dude. need an answer. Come on. My reply is no. <laughs> My reply is you suck, Eight Ball. How do you How like that, that for the new no. year? No. Man, man, man. If you want to check out the 8-Ball, if you want to stream all the great shows on the BetQL network, oh, it's so easy to do. Just go to twitch.tv slash BetQL. Chelsea, do you have a lean for us today that the people might want to hear about? Well, here are the college basketball players that didn't make the cut because I couldn't find okay. enough ammo for them. Davidson minus five and a half, like that one, but didn't have enough ammo. Uh, same goes for Vandy. I believe the line may be eight and a half. Vandy's been playing pretty well. Uh, LSU's been playing really well as well. So uh, those are the leads, but not officials. Oh, well done. I got nothing. Absolutely nothing. Sticking with my one play. So that means it is time for your BetQL five-star best bet. For insight, trends, articles, videos, you know it. Just download the BetQL app and make yourself a more informed better. All right, Doxter, here we go. 
I noticed the people can't see it. Yes, well, I know you're trying, but your headphones aren't even plugged in. All right, what do you got for us? Chosa, I have a message for your husband, Jake. Tell him my favorite dessert is pumpkin pie from Costco. No, it's not for you. You don't have a mouth that opens. You can't I'm close to a deer. I'm a donkey. I think we're related. You're a stuffed animal. You are not related. I'm real. Here are my bets. Alabama. Lane 12, hosting South Carolina. Stick and punk for my dad. Blue jackets at the Jets. Under six and a half. Let's cash. Okay. Good luck, Doxter. Let's find out what's coming up next on BQL Daily and bring in our good friend, Joe O. Joe, were you surprised by what we saw last night, Michigan and Washington? Uh, I guess I shouldn't have been. Like, we knew that mismatch in the trenches. Probably shouldn't have been at all. Yeah, but I I thought there were – I thought Washington would score a little bit more to do their part, make it a little bit closer. But even when it was a one-score game, watching it, like, like, this game's over. Right. Yeah. You never really thought it was going to take a turn where it was going to come down to the very end with uh, that mismatch going on last night. But yeah, we had two great semifinals and then the championship game sucked. Like that's usually how it goes. (laughs) College football (laughs) happened once again last night. Um, Yeah. Coming up on the show today, Frank Schwab from Yahoo, Sam Panianovic from Nesson will be joining us. Uh, A lot of fun stuff, of course, to talk about last night, trends for this weekend, and we'll have a futures draft involving all the playoff teams. That sounds fantastic, Joe. Oh, great to see you as always. That is it for us here on the Daily Tip from BetQL, presented by Betty Jim. For Chelsea Messenger, I'm Michael Jenkins for the Donkster, who just wants a piece of Jake's pumpkin pie. Have a fantastic Tuesday. We'll see you right early tomorrow. You've been listening to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. If you missed any of the show, listen back anytime on the new and improved Odyssey app.